Welcome to Agency for Change, the podcast that brings you the stories of people creating positive change in the world. We explore what inspires these change makers, the work they're doing, and how they share their message. Each of us can play a part in change. And these are the people who show us how. Hello, everyone. This is Lynn Weinman from Kid Glove. Welcome to another episode of the Agency for Change podcast. Today's episode is a special treat because I get to talk with my friend and co-worker, Kelly Peterson. As Kid Glove's nonprofit creative director, Kelly is experienced in brand creation and brand advancement, and she's played her creative hand in developing and refreshing a multitude of purpose-driven brands and has a track record of turning messages into movements. How are you today, Kelly? I'm doing great, Lynn. Thanks for having me. Fantastic, fantastic. It is just fun to have this experience to talk to you in this way. And I know we've shared about Kid Glove on the podcast in the past, but would you start by telling people more specifically your role at Kid Glove? Yes, I am the vice president of nonprofit at Kid Glove. And what that allows me to do is work with incredible organizations that are changing the world. Uh, That's fantastic. That's exactly why I wanted to talk to you on this podcast, because you've really focused your creative talents on the nonprofit industry for over 20 years now. And I'm just curious, how did you get involved in this path? Did did young eight-year-old Kelly say, I want to work in advertising for nonprofits, or was it something you happened upon? Eight-year-old Kelly wanted to be just like her mom. (laughs) My mom wasn't a marketer, but she, uh, I remember she got her master's degree in psychology and she did all kinds of human service. But more so than that, she was just a community leader that did philanthropy. So it was, if she wasn't, you know, part of the junior league or doing something for a great organization, I remember one of her biggest talents was being a self-sculptor. And so she would like many art projects that we see today around town where they will do light bulbs around town or hearts around town, or she was always fundraising through art. And so she would turn one of, she was doing a project for the symphony. I remember when I was a young girl where she used her art to raise money and the theme was Alice in Wonderland. And I'll just remember that forever. And, and those connections of, wow, she did all of that work and then gave it away as an art piece. So to raise money, but to do something else. Part of getting her degree was working at an organization called Child Guidance Center. So she was also a therapist. So always had kids in her heart and working with kids that didn't have what I had. Wow. You know, I've heard you talk of your mom often and and I know that she had an important impact on your life and that she was an amazing lady. And I think that's, I think that's really neat. So she was a great example then by using creativity 
to impact change. Oh my goodness, right? And that's almost exactly what you do now, but maybe not through sculpture necessarily, but through creative concepts and words. Yes, exactly. I just um, talked with someone earlier today and they had a great quote and they said, feelings are attached to words. And I just thought, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly. Wow. So when wow. you're trying to get someone to give to an organization or change a behavior or do something, take an action in any way, you do it through words. Visuals also are hugely important, but words truly do have meaning. That's cool. That leads into this next question that I have for you, because even though we both work uh, at Kid Glove and we've both worked in advertising for years, I've been more on the business and strategic side and you've been more on the creative side. And while those mesh up often, one of the number one questions I get from clients is, how does the creative team come up with these amazing ideas. Can you give us some insight into that process and how that works? I absolutely can, but I'm going to start by saying you are one of the most creative people I know. I don't know, Kelly, but thank you for that. I also think that creativity is problem solving. It is strategy uh, first and foremost. So yes, creatives get to have color and words and great palettes and all of those things. But it comes to how can we solve a problem or make a connection between two people? I do think and I would you know, not be able to, I already talked about my mother, but my father is an architect. And so when you have a fine artist who also has a crazy organization brain like my mom, and then an artist and crazy organization brain like my dad does as being an architect, I think there's some piece of creativity that is innate that I think I was born with it. I always tease. I, mean, I think I grew up with a carton of Crayolas in my crib, <laughs> possibly. <laughs> But I do think that when you have relationships or you're a place in your life that you're very comfortable, creativity comes really easy because it's it's the frosting on the cake. So if you feel very supported and you're always supported and that your ideas are always listened to. So growing up in a creative environment and as a child, as someone saying, an adult saying, what do you think? And you say what your thoughts are and they actually listen to you is, wow, what a gift. So I've always, someone's always asked me, what do you think? Um, And then said, that's a great idea. (laughs) (laughs) And so the more you hear, that's a great idea and think some more and do that again. And you're in a loving, supporting environment. And so there aren't struggles, which so many nonprofits that we help do have in their Mm -hmm. childhood. So if you have that safety net, you can take a lot of risks and you can because it's really hard to fall from that. So no one's going to say, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Or if they do, you can say, oh, come up with another one. But I think it's being supported and having those ideas and having them again and again and again, that you just are in practice. And I don't think it's different than being an 
all-star athlete who is always finds themselves on the starting line because they earned it for one and they do it over and over again. Do they hit it every single time? They don't. <laughs> and either, either do I, but I think it's being in practice and having that support of, I know she can come. When someone says, I'm going to give this to Kelly, I know she's going to come up with an idea. There's pressure to that, but then there's also such great support in that. My lips have spoken those words many times. Let's give this to <laughs> Kelly. It's really hard to figure out. I think that's really great. So you obviously, Kelly, had you had both nature and nurture on your side. But I think very much like an all-star athlete, you know, there is an element to creativity that, that can be nurtured but not taught, right? I, I just really admire the creative directors, the writers, the art directors. And they say on my side that every brand strategist is a frustrated creative person, right? But I just have such admiration for what you do. And I think too, what a great insight for parents, you know, to nurture that side of your kids as well. So now Kelly, I think one thing that's really interesting about your background is that you are a creative director and I think the only creative director in the state of Nebraska and that I know that also has a professional certified marketer designation from the American Marketing Association. Can you talk about how that has impacted the way you work? I can. Um, the professional certified marketer came about through the American Marketing Association. And, and this was several years ago that I that I took this test. I'm not really sure why the crazy idea that I wanted to get this because it's very similar to taking the bar in law school or that's what it's been compared to. I think it is a some crazy amount. I want to say it's a three to four hour test um, oh that goodness. you take. And it is one of those where you're kind of biting your nails as you're taking it. And you, it's the first time I've ever taken a test where you go to a learning center where they check, they basically pat you down to make sure you don't have any hidden things. <laughs> and they give you a pencil and a calculator and you're in this room and it's really a test of your knowledge of what you have gained. I don't know how much of that I retained um, from all of that. I'm very proud that I did that process and, and have those three initials that I can attach to my name. But more so than that, how I use it every day is all of the things that the American Marketing Association has given to me. And as being a creative person, it really is a combination between, yes, there's all that creative, but creative to what end? And that end is results. And that's what the AMA has taught me. And that's what being a certified professional, certified marketer has done as well, is that it really has to it really has to increase a return on investment and those types of things that it's not only the creative piece it's got to do something and whether that is raise money or sell so many more whatever it is that you're trying to do become a customer of a financial institution whatever that is there are goals there that you're trying to reach and that are trackable and it was very much more dollars and cents than I've ever learned. And, and I think to always keep that in the back of my mind is a good thing. That's, 
That's really great. I mean, advertising can be art, but the thing that differentiates advertising and art is that advertising really does have to, it has to achieve a result, something that really moves the needle, whatever, whatever the needle is, it has to move that needle. So I want to talk to you just a little bit more about your creative process. Hey, maybe I am trying to learn to be a creative through these questions. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But you know, it's 2020. And sadly, we're in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic. And I've often said throughout my career, Kelly, that advertising is a team sport because we we all collaborate. You know, strategists get together with creative directors and writers and art directors and media people and digital people. And oftentimes we all get together in a room and we meet and we brainstorm and we talk, but we're all working from home right now. I'm just curious, mm-hmm. how has that impacted your work process? Because I know your workload has not decreased and I know the quality of your ideas uh, continues to be at, at the very high level as well. I think that just yesterday, I do have to say that I'm going to figure out my Zoom limit. <laughs> so uh, I think out of, you know, a work day, I think yesterday I was probably on Zoom solid for five hours. Yeah. And I know that that's too much. Yeah. And so I really need to do a better job during this time to balance. I, I like being on Zoom because that's the social connectivity. Like you were talking about that brainstorming. Let's get all together and, and think about this. But I really do miss the being unplugged piece. So even when I'm not I'm not on Zoom and of course meeting with people, I still am on a computer screen. And so to do that uh, solidly more than I ever have done before, I think is, you know, I think for everybody, it's probably taken a different kind of toll. I think a Zoom limit is a really healthy, <laughs> healthy, healthy thing. So I think that's really good at Good advice. It's amazing to me how creative people all over the world are are really making making that work, even though it's not our ideal situation. We can't all just say, time out, I'm going to stop till this is over. We have to figure out a way to keep going. So I want to take a deeper dive now, Kelly, and talk about how your work is making a positive impact on the world. Because I have seen the way you work with clients and what it does for them. But would you talk about that a little bit more? Sure. What I love to do is one of my most favorite things to do is name something. <laughs> but even, um, and I can talk about the, those naming projects. But what I what I love is that maybe the spark of the idea did come from me. But one of my favorite things about Kid Glove is how we work with brands, and it's so unique and different from any other agency that I've ever experienced. And it truly is about working with the other person on the other side, working along with them. So it isn't really about Kelly Peterson's idea. And that probably is my most favorite thing that happens is that the brand becomes everyone's 
thing and evolves and becomes something different than that original idea the something that's even better uh, over time. So things like, uh, you know, tangible things I can think of through my work would be um, renaming uh, a brand. It was the Nebraska uh, Early Childhood Education Endowment Fund. And they were calling sexy. <laughs> yeah, they were calling themselves whatever that acronym is. I can never say it quite, <laughs> quite right. But they had a challenge before them um, that's really cool about our state and our community. And that was if they could raise this money for uh, early childhood, it was $60 million. If they could raise $60 million, then the state would come up with a match. And then there would be early childhood services into perpetuity forever. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. That's and a lot of money. So think about, you know, using that, uh, you know, professional certified marketer in my brain was if that was achieved, that's a goal. That's a result that we're looking for. But if that's achieved, this means forever that there's kids across the state that could have you know, early childhood development resources that wouldn't normally be theirs, and especially in rural areas, so super exciting to the result of what that could possibly do. What? How wow. could that change the world? That's one project that could change the world. Yeah, and the ripple effect of helping all of those kids, and you know, yeah. going through the generations and the families—that is, that is really neat to think about. So that brand became Sixpence uh, Early Childhood Fund, and it was a pocket full for life. And what I love about that, too, that was years ago that I was part of that project. They were able to raise the money. There's Sixpence all, all over the state. And a really good friend of mine that I went to elementary school with who lives in a different town, um, I saw on Facebook and then ended up connecting with her. And she said, I am so happy I started my own early childhood. I started my own Sixpence. She had absolutely no idea I had anything to do with that. And that's one of those internal joys of right there is evidence of changing the world. And I'll just keep that to myself. (laughs) That's fantastic. That is, I I just think that's really great. And I know you have worked with so many brands. I mean, I, I don't even know if we could count them all up, but if you really think about how their executive directors and their teams and their fundraising was impacted, but then what's really cool is when you think about all of the people that they were able to serve because they got the word out and they held the event and they raised the money to build their capacity. And that's where the ripple effect just becomes a tidal wave. And I think that's great. So Kelly, this year, in addition to your work at Kid Glove, which I know keeps you very busy and your family, this year you're also serving as the board president for a local nonprofit. I'm curious, how does that impact the work that you're doing creatively? It really does. <laughs> um, when I started my I started my career at an agency and then went to the client side and worked for a large nonprofit for seven years. And I loved that work because I basically ran a marketing agency inside of a nonprofit agency. And I really enjoyed that. 
because I was so informed about what that agency was doing that I felt that that made the marketing better, that made the communications better, that made, I knew more about the impact they were making in the world. So then I could shout it from the rooftops better because I was so involved. I was right there on the leadership team myself. So then when I went from the in-house side to more of the agency side, like at Kid Glove, there is something to that. There's pros and cons to all that involvement of knowing the ins and outs of, of the nonprofit agency. But I think being on the board of an organization is very similar. You get to see all aspects. So about staff and about how they're providing the work and from their financial status, how is the strategic plan going? What is their mission and vision? All of those things. And then more so than having that position, I learned from the other board members of how they're truly embodying this brand as a board member. So you embody a brand different as an employee than you do someone who's volunteering for the organization. And boards are that brand's biggest fans or they wouldn't give that much time to it. So I think when you can learn from the board members who are the organization's biggest fan, you can communicate and message way better because you have the inside uh, secret sauce. I love that. You have, I'm sure too, you probably have more empathy for, you know, what a client is going through and what they need. And I've been reading lots of research recently on how important it is to communicate brand messaging internally, right? A lot of times when we think about branding, we think about how do I, you know, how do I shout this from the rooftops and get it out to everyone? But also, how do I get it out inside the house, right? And that's that knowledge of their employees and their board probably really, you know, adds another dimension to your thought process. So, so I'm really curious, all of these great things that you're working on, can you tell us about something that you're just really excited about right now? Uh, there's so many, so that's going to be super hard. But one of the projects that I'm very excited about that's coming up is as a result of Kid Gloves Agency for Change Challenge. And that whole process was such a great one. And we it was hard to choose. And one of my most favorite meetings to be in recently when we were all meeting of the minds and we're all together and we've read all of the entries and all, you know, social media was involved. And there we came up with two really strong uh, organizations to support. And I just think it's neat that Kid Glove picked two instead of one and that we are coming together and making that happen. And though I would love to be involved in both of those, I only have so much <laughs> time <laughs> on right. my plate. But the one that I'm really excited about working on is the Lincoln Community Playhouse. And the more I see the, the results of the brand advancement process and the online survey and the community that they have put together and that has been uh, around for many, many years and been part of my childhood and adulthood. I'm very excited to work on that project. 
That is really neat. So for anybody who doesn't know, the Agency for Change Challenge was a contest that Kid Glove did in 2020 because it's our 10-year anniversary and we're in the middle of a pandemic, so we can't have the big party and the ribbon cutting and the things we wanted to do. So we decided to give away $10,000 worth of marketing services to an organization who was changing the world. And so we gave away two because we couldn't decide. And these are great organizations, but Child Saving Institute out of Omaha and Lincoln Community Playhouse out of Lincoln. And I'm really excited to see the ripple effect of those projects as well. So thank you for bringing that up. So on the flip side, we talked about what you're excited about. What are some of the biggest challenges that you face, Kelly, in your work and also as someone who leads change? I think one of the biggest challenges, and it's not unique to nonprofits, though nonprofits are obviously feeling it the most, they have very limited budgets to do marketing. And you know, their budgets are just dwindling because of COVID. And so those marketing dollars are going to be even more non-existent than they were before. And the challenge is where they need to be, those channels have just been saturated. So they don't have the budgets to make a splash within the digital arena. There's no way, though that's where they should be, maybe. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's just hard because that's where everyone's at. And so there just aren't enough dollars to make enough impact to create the frequency that they need to be out there with their brand messages. And so that, that to me is the biggest challenge right now uh, where anything digital. Uh, So everyone's on their computer all day. So how do you make your website stand out? People are seeing digital ads everywhere. How can you possibly even get in front of who you need to get in front of? Every, even in a direct mail arena, though, I really think that that has some legs right now because everyone is on their computers so much or phones or whatever it is, that physicality of paper, I think is great. But right now, that's when everyone does that too. So how, that's the biggest challenge. How can you stand out in these channels uniquely so people remember not only what your your brand name but what it is that you stand for and how they are changing the world so people leave with a thought that's great that's great as you're talking about stretching budgets i have this image in my head of you know the old fashioned taffy polling machines like we need a budget polling machine right because we are just stretching that we're stretching those budgets as far as they can go yes um, making making the most of them and there's probably more pressure in that arena now than ever so kelly what advice do you have for someone out there who aspires to lead positive change and that could be in advertising but also just you know being a change maker? Mm. That is a big question. (laughs) I think I I was talking about those supports that I had in at a young age and parents are great for that. But I think to lead positive change is you need to figure out what those supports are throughout your life. So I can 
say every job I've had, every volunteer opportunity that I have had, that there were people associated to those opportunities that I took that I will keep for the rest of my life. And you need to have those people. And what you call that is your network. (laughs) And so when you are faced with challenges, that is who you call upon. And I know that this is a crazy kind of personal thing, but I recently had a birthday and I love Facebook. I love social media. (laughs) And, you know, most people have been on social media for a long time and had their Facebook pages. And one of the most greatest things is it's my birthday. And these people come out of the woodwork on your birthday uh, because they're your friends, they're your colleagues. There's these people who are somehow associated to you. And I'm always in awe of people taking the time to tell me happy birthday. So each year I set aside how many ever hours that is, and I will personally contact them back and thank them for that greeting. So not, great idea. not that not that post um, where it's thank you for everybody wishing me, but no one on one connect saying it is so good to hear from you, and thank you for thinking of me in this way. I hope your NFI know something that's going on in their personal life. Or what I love is a friend of mine from uh, middle school posted a picture of me as a teenager that had the most, you know, I had my Forenza sweater and this crazy hairdo. And, and so many people posted on that picture because it was posted for my birthday. And I just wanted to tell her what a joy that was receiving that picture from my past and, and thinking about all those connections and those supports that you could call at any time and say, Hey, I have this. What do you, again, it's the what do you think? Yeah, I'm, that is such a cool idea. One of the coolest ideas I've heard in a long time. Take the time to personally connect with everybody who reaches out to you on social media for your birthday. That's just a great gift to yourself and to others. Really neat thing to do. And being a marketer and thinking about social media, we think of social media very differently because it is a marketing tool. But I also crazily have a Instagram page for my dog. And what I've learned about social media the most, and probably why I do that Facebook thing is, is because it's a social medium. (laughs) We're supposed to be social on it with each other. And I don't think that people do that enough. And you can spread so much positivity, whether that's through a human or through an animal, in this case, a pug, that you can brighten someone's day with words, believe that or not. (laughs) So Kelly, your your dog's Instagram page is really fun. Would you share a little bit more about that project and what you do and how people can find it if they want to engage? Sure. It was truly because I'm a marketer and social media is one of those digital mediums that has just gone off the rails. And I really wanted to do a social experiment for myself and just thought, what if, you know, 
my dog had its own account. It was really sparked by my kids using Snapchat, which was also a another medium that I wanted to embrace and learn about. And so my kids went off to college and I would take a picture of my son's dog who was left with me and I would Snapchat every day. And so every morning I would take a picture of whatever Chubbs was doing and I would send it off to my kids. And my kids finally said, you know, really, Chubbs should, you do this every day just to tell us good morning. I think Chubbs should really have his own Instagram page. So at the Daily Chubbs is where you can find him. (laughs) And I had no idea in the power of social media. So... I guess I've been doing this for over a year or maybe two years, but he truly, uh, he, I say he, but I have connections all over the world through this dog and through these people who are experiencing life challenges and all kinds of things and spreading positivity. It's so much so that it's become real and you send Christmas cards to each other and and Chubbs got has received mail from Tahiti, Belarus, Germany, Canada. Uh, <laughs> it's just Chubbs is one of the most famous influencers that I know, I think. <laughs> and he's adorable. So people should follow him, I think. I just think it's a new form of what we used to do. What was that called? Uh, just having pen pals. Yeah. 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 Digital pen pals. That is pals. a lot faster, right? Mm-hmm. A lot faster. So Kelly, I know we have a lot of marketers that listen to the podcast. With all of your expertise, can you provide your top tips on how to get the word out about your brand? Yes. And I'm going to go against probably what all of those tools and channels. And so I want everybody during this time to put on their best guerrilla marketing hats that they have, because what I think is going to make a difference right now is that human touch, because that's what we're all missing. And so if you can actually have a personal conversation not necessarily on Zoom, maybe even a phone call, call somebody and respond. If you do have social accounts, respond back individually to those social accounts, just in a comment, wishing them something positive. Start the conversation. Write handwritten notes into individuals as much as you possibly can. Using Kid Glove again as an amazing example, we have, I don't know if you call it a program, what you want to call it, but we have buttons that we recognize each other with. And they are a little, you know, one and a half inch button that, that are very, of course, the most creatively designed things. They're very cute, but they're connected to a personal handwritten note, whether you hand wrote it or it's the message inside. And if you can do direct mail, not direct mail to the masses, but one-on-one, when someone gets one of these buttons or a handwritten note from someone, it's just like that Facebook thing that said, hey, I took some time to tell you how thankful I am for you or appreciated what you did. And so you can't do that to every single one of your donors or every single person that's even on your board, maybe. 
but pick a handful that maybe you haven't talked to in a while and surprise them. That is so great. You know, I know all of us at Kid Glove are accomplished adults who get lots of, you know, affirmations during the day, but getting a button in the mail at your house, since we're not at the office right now, they come in the mail to your house. I get excited about that. So you are right about that. And I'm, I'm going to add on to what you said. Some of my favorite nonprofits that I always donate to have either employees or board members write handwritten thank you notes or call me on the phone. And I'm always so impressed by that. And at the end of the year, when I have a whole slew of people that I'm trying to decide who to give to, those always rise to the top. So that's really great advice. One more thing I'm going to ask you, and some people tell me this is the hardest question that I ask, but I love motivational quotes, and it's one of those things that's fueling me through the pandemic. Could you give us a few of your own Kelly Peterson words of wisdom that uh, can serve as inspiration for everyone listening? So when I knew you were going to ask me this question and we did talk about that, this might be one of the hardest because no one thinks that themselves is wise or what this is going to be. So I handled this pretty much like everyone else um, that you (laughs) have possibly interviewed. And where I get so much inspiration from is Pinterest, of course. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to come up with my own dang words and this is what it's going to be. But until I come up with those words, what are, you know, I'm going to do that quick search and like which ones just really speak to me and always have. So I'm going to start with those and to, to then round about come up with my words of wisdom. But one of my most favorite is do it with passion or not at all. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I truly do believe that. We talk a lot about at Kid Glove, the fire in the belly. <laughs> and that's what uh, keeps you going and and what you wake up every morning to. So that one really spoke to me. And then what I love about Pinterest too, is that you just kind of scroll and then, you know, you get these like, you're amazing. Own that shit. And I'm like, yes, that is, that's the one that, that. You're I would, amazing. Own that shit. That's, that's fantastic. the one that I want to say I said, like, that would be, that would be cool. Um, and so those were the two that I think, oh, dang, I wish I had words like that, you know, or words just like uh, that were so inspirational and to marketers. And we talk about every single time when we talk about branding and taglines is who is the person that came up with just do it? Because who is that? Uh, (laughs) I want to be that person. And so then I thought, gosh, this shouldn't be so difficult for me because this is what I do for a living is I come up with taglines for people. I come up with how people, what people's quotes are that they say about their organization every single morning. How difficult can this be? It's Um, harder to do this work for yourself though, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if I have a mantra, but I do know that again, when I was talking about those supports that you have in life is put yourself out there. I, I would say that that is my, the quote, put yourself out there and take calculated thoughtful risks. I love it. 
Kelly, we're going to put this in a graphic and someday somebody's going to be looking through their own Pinterest <laughs> board and they're going to see this and they're going to say, darn, I wish I had come up with that quote. Who is this Kelly Peterson? I hope so. so that is great. I'm going to own that shit. <laughs> own that shit. <laughs> so Kelly, well, I could talk to you all day. Sadly, our time is coming to an end. So if people out there want to find out more about you specifically, what is the best way to connect? Yes. If you want to connect with me, I suppose the email is the best. And you know what? You could find me at kidglove.com. That's the easiest address. But it's kelly.peterson at kidglove.com. And I have something to say about that too. So it's <laughs> kelly with an E-Y dot peterson with an s-o-n at kidglove no e dot com <laughs> that's right we're gonna make it you know a little bit difficult you got to get all of those right in order in order to yes. run the electronic gauntlet and actually get to you that is fantastic mm -hmm. kelly anyone who knows you knows how amazing you are to work with and i know how busy your schedule is so i really do appreciate you taking this time to share your story and your wisdom and it's been a lot of fun thank you so much lynn You've been listening to Agency for Change. If you're enjoying these inspiring stories, please subscribe. Is there a change maker you'd like to recommend for this podcast? Just visit the Kid Glove website at kidglov.com to share or to listen to more stories about the people behind positive change.